So this is kind of interesting. These two men have been on the podcast uh, several times. Uh, Micah first appeared on the podcast back in June of 2017, episode 256. And Scott appeared in September of 2017 on episode 286. So since then, I've become good friends with both of these guys. I've been on uh, Scott's podcast a couple of times, which is called Love Local. Look that up. And... Um, I've been on it's it's no it's the it's the 306 podcast with Love Local is that what I've been on and Micah who runs Refuge Youth Network which is an organization that helps youth in the area in uh, central Pennsylvania where I live uh, really focusing on disconnected teens so I didn't realize like uh, especially in our area of central Pennsylvania which I don't know where you're from anywhere in the country but there's disconnected youth everywhere and disconnected youth like are, are the kids that don't go to school their parents aren't home to make them go to school and they're they kind of wander the streets aimlessly and they don't have direction and, and refuge helps to put them back on track Scott and his mission of course his, his main business is visual element media um, but his, his his new mission besides being a videographer and helping people build social media platforms and things like that online, is to help the local community. That is what Love Local is all about. So uh, they both serve the community quite well. We're all motivated guys. We're all friends. We decided to get together on this episode and sit down and hopefully be able to motivate others while we're talking about motivation, just what drives us, what keeps us moving forward, uh, because I think really when it comes day to day, waking up in the morning and focusing yourself on those things, super important, but sometimes the discipline of getting yourself into that motivated state every day, uh, the discipline's hard to come by, especially on days when you're not feeling it, so hopefully this episode can be that for you when you listen to it. Thank you to the sponsors, thank you to Harlequin Pepper Yoga. 320 Allegheny Street in Holidaysburg. So uh, Aaron teaches Harlequin Pepper Yoga, Vinyasa Yoga. Right now, if you go into the store at 320 Allegheny Street or you find her in the App Store or on Google Play and you say the words Rob Z, you'll get one month absolutely free. You heard me right, you sweet little pumpkin. One month free toward a six-month or a year membership at Harlequin Pepper Yoga. Shout out to Sports Evolution. Alan, my boy, he runs Sports Evolution. That's where I take Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's helped me to heal my lower back, which I pulled last year while uh, pulling weeds out of my yard. Yeah, that's that's a sign you're getting old. But luckily, Alan fixed me up. He also teaches CrossFit, uh, performance training, strength and conditioning specialist, certified personal trainer, Purple Belt in Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and he's certified CrossFit Levels 1 and 2. He will kick your body into shape at Sports Evolution, sportsevolution.net, and Facebook and Instagram at Leading Athletes. Let's say that we start the show now. I don't know why I'm talking like that. This is Rob Z Radio. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Today, uh, recorded on Monday morning. Whenever you're listening, that's awesome. Thank you for listening. But this is some Monday morning motivation with Micah Marshall and with Scott Cunningham. So uh, Mike is with Refuge Youth Network. Scott is with Love Local and Digital Element Media. I got it right that time, right? Visual. Visual. (laughs) (laughs) I always screw it up. How do I do that? I don't know. I don't hey, know. I, I do it too. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> I didn't pick the best 
name, but I mean, it no, works. It's, I think it's my brain. I didn't get the best brain. Maybe it's one of this. <laughs> but when you said it, it sounded right to me too. Mike I was like, Mike yes, like, yes yeah. you got he it. Did. He yeah, said it right. Yeah, Good job, dude. So uh, today I woke up and I knew you guys were coming in, and I was trying to think of something to talk about. And whenever I have you on. Uh, which you can go back through in the show notes. I'll have the episode they've been on before. But when you guys have been on before, it always circles around. Well, Scott, you and I usually circle around social media in some way, shape, or form. Right. Mm-hmm. And Mike, it always circles around uh, kids, youth, motivation, Cult, yeah. culture, yeah. faith, spirituality, Absolutely. yeah, culture. And I thought today, I, I haven't done one really on uh, you know morning routines, how to get yourself out of a funk. Because uh, I know like mm. Monday morning can be the biggest funk you have yourself set in. And Definitely. luckily today I woke up actually kind of on point. I, I felt like I was ready to go. But I think it's because I knew you guys were coming in. I was like geared up to do yeah. something. Uh, but I, whoever wants to start here, maybe Micah, because you wake up at like 4.30 in the morning and you hit the gym right away. Yes. How do you get yourself motivated early? Because it's really, some days good, some days nearly impossible. Yeah, well, like we were discussing earlier, this has been, this is a new routine for me. Um, it was one of these things where I, you know, I turned 31 in November and I was just kind of evaluating where I was at with just my private life, not even, uh, you know, just where I was with leading myself, um, and, and being someone who just leads well with, you know, within myself. And I was like, man, I got to get something, I got to change something because when you do something for so long, it becomes such a routine that it almost becomes mundane and you're like, all right, I I need to spice this up. And so, um, I started going to the gym a little bit earlier. Um, I used to go around like that seven 38 o'clock. Then I'd roll into the gym, like a little bit late. Um, I used to be someone who stayed up to like two o'clock in the morning, would do the whole thing. And, uh, but something had to shift this in this year. And so I was like, you know what, I'm going to get up at four 30. I'm going to be at the gym by five when they open. Um, and I'm gonna be at the office by seven 30 and man, has it changed so much. Now the first few weeks was absolutely terrible. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It was, it was rough. What time it do you go to bed at night? Struggle was, I will go to bed between around that nine 45 and 10 45. That's my buffer. Okay. Um, never required a lot of sleep. Even as a kid, I was that kid that like parents were like really like concerned about cause I didn't sleep much. And I was that kid where I was like only five, six hours, boom, I'm up ready to go all day. And so- See, I was the uh, opposite. Yeah. My parents were worried about me cause I slept too much. <laughs> I'd be sleeping like 12, 14 yeah, hours at a time. I didn't sleep either. Yeah, like, it's, it's, I was yeah, just like, ready to go. Yeah, but, that's, but now I'm exhausted all the time. I'm yeah. gonna blame it on kids. Yeah, sorry, kids. sorry boys, Definitely. but- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, um, yeah, so I have a routine, man. It, you know, Monday through Thursday, I get up at uh, 4.30, 4.45. I'm in the gym by 5. Fridays are my day off. Um, I'll sleep till about 6.30, 7 o'clock, and then, I, then hit in a little bit later. But um, the motivation was just to change something. Um, that was my biggest motivation is something needed to change. Is that my phone ringing? I think that is your phone. Well, yeah. We're doing a Facebook Live. What are you calling me on my phone for? And someone's dinging. It's all right, though. Well, I, Crazy. Need to, I need to fix it now. we got to fix this. All right. Let's fix it real quick. While that's happening. Yes, while, that, while that's <laughs> happening. Um, yeah. So, I, so why fourth? Was it just so that you could be one of the first people to the gym? Well, it was one of those things where it was like, if I can get it done earlier... Okay. Because I love it, and, and, and it's my time to process my day, um, get things in order. By the time I leave the gym, I know exactly what needs to happen through the day, uh, the guys that work with me, what we need to do, what needs to get accomplished, where I'm going throughout the week. Um, I'm just able to evaluate so many things with within that. And so I'm like, okay, this is great. Let's do this. But um, I, I started going because a buddy of mine, Seth Melhorn, who's director of The Door, he, uh, he couldn't get there uh, later, and we wanted to work out together. And we wanted it to be something where we held each other accountable for that and so uh we're like 5 a.m let's just start when they open and let's get it done and that was pretty much how that started for me 
because I used to go when I was heavy into the gym before I had a kid. Yeah, I was going like an hour and a half a day, which I realized now was a, a too much time. Yeah, number one, but it was I had a good routine where I'd wake up in the morning, I'd get up around. I don't know, I think like 8 or 9, get in there by 10 o'clock. But whenever I was in radio and I was waking up at 4, 4.30 yeah. in the morning, like there's something about that that uh, changes the rest of your day. It I mean, does. around noon I was wiped out and I needed to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But beyond that, like I would, I would get up early and if I didn't have to go to work right away, I don't know what my life would have been like, but the fact that I had to get up and get right to work, like I was automatically ready to roll. I felt like, all right, this is it. I'm awake. I have to. I have to do something with myself. Or I'm going to fall back to sleep. And, and luckily, I had something that, like, being on the air, that I had to be on. I had to be ready to move, and I had to also be in a good mood. Yeah. Uh, to get people also in a good mood. Absolutely. And I, I think that's one of the biggest things. If you can wake up and find a reason why you need to be awake and alert, and if you can find a way to like serve people in some sort of way. Uh, like whatever you, that task is for the day, if you do that right away, it's going to help for sure. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Scott? As far yeah. <laughs> as far as waking up in the morning. <laughs> so, like I said, I, I used to be a morning person. Like I, I loved morning. Um, and and one of the things back whenever I lived in Pittsburgh, uh, and I was just starting out uh, my company, uh, I had a Friday morning networking group. We met at seven a.m. in Mount Lebanon. And so I lived in the North Hills, yeah. you know, so I was up at 530 to get down there in time. And I loved it. Like, I loved being like driving down 79. The sun's coming up. Like, it was the greatest thing in the world. And then whenever we moved back uh, to, to Ebensburg, I mean, now and then with kids, I mean, it's it's gotten a little different. And I kind of hate mornings now. <laughs> but but I do notice that if I schedule something early, like coming to do a podcast uh, or other meetings, if you guys know I schedule meetings early yeah. and that's to get me out of bed. So yeah. like, I completely agree. Like if you have something to wake up for that has a tremendous effect on the rest of your day. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't go to the gym. I should, but I don't. That might help with the sleeping part. Cause I know yeah. when I had some sort of insomnia working out, would just, Oh yeah. Put yeah. you asleep. Like later on that night, you'll notice that you're more tired than you usually were. Yeah. And like if I lay on the couch, I'll be ready to fall asleep at like 1030. Yeah. Go up to bed. Yeah. But I will say this. Uh, we, thanks to Rob, we started using like these essential oils and stuff you, in our, in our room. Oh yeah. <laughs> the last two weeks I've slept better than I've ever slept before. Did you really? Honest to God. What do you, which ones are you using? Lavender. Yeah. The lavender. And, uh, there's, there's a, uh, I guess like a combined one. It's just called sleep that okay. we found TJ Maxx, like five bucks, you know? And yeah. we're like, yeah, this isn't going to work. We poured it in and now it's like. Yeah, yeah whether, whether it's placebo effect or not, I don't know, but they seem to work with everybody I've talked to. Yeah, uh, Nini uses them. We use them every night. Uh, her brother, who has insomnia, uses them as well, and says it helps him. Yeah. They smell amazing. Oh yeah, like I have, I keep them in the studio, like the re-energize and revigorate kind of ones. Yep. I use those in my office now too. And I don't know if they actually work, but I feel like I have more energy, so I'm going to keep using them. Yeah, that's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah, Bethany has. Um, she puts some in, and it, it it always smells good. But like, she doesn't have a hard time sleeping. Like Bethany, when her, when she lays down, boom, she's out cold. Done. It still does take me a couple minutes to fall asleep. It's not one of these things where I'm so exhausted where I shut my eyes and boom, I'm done. Because um, you still process, you know, and you process throughout like, okay, the day coming. But it's one of those things where it does change the game. Those essential oils have really done, I mean, it, it does help you just kind of relax. And you, you smell that and it just gets in you and you're just like, you know what, this is nice. 
It makes you nice. feel and look like a dirty hippie, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what essential oils kind totally. of are. It's yep. like, oh, who is, who is this guy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> His room smells like some strange oils, like he walked in nature's habitat. Oh, yeah. I call, but then once call you voodoo out, oils. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so in the morning, like when you first wake up, do you guys – I. I still do on occasion wake up miserable. I don't know what it is about the way I sleep or how I sleep. Maybe I'll sleep like twisted or something. Mm. I think I used to sleep with my body like contorted. So I'd wake up in pain. I'd wake up with like a headache. I'd wake up just grumpy. And I have sinus issues. So like the 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 sin my sinus pressure in the morning, my nose would be swollen, my eyes would be swollen, and um, it's still like that sometimes. I've managed some ways to get past that. But do you guys wake up like what's your usual wake up feeling? Like you spring out of bed, like boom, I'm ready to roll. Do you wake up like, whoa? I still wake up like that. Do you still? Like, okay. My alarm will go off, and you do have that brief second where you're like, eh, do I need to do this? Do I need to get up? Can I go back to sleep? And you, you do have that like brief moment of compromise. Like You're like, oh, I could just nod. I could just, but I, literally, it's like, get up. Like, yeah. Get yourself together. Go do this. Like Be disciplined. You do it all the time. Just get up and go. But I, it's still I drag myself like to get out of the bed. It's still I'm not one of those people popping up and all like happy and joyful. Like no, it's still work. It's still like I, I got to get up and I got to get it. Now I feel better after like that 6:45 drive home back from the gym. I feel great. Like mm -hmm. I'm I'm like windows down, music blare. Like I'm ready to roll. Yeah. But getting up that initial feeling is horrible. Yeah, I've never been Terrible. able to get past it. No, me my either. wife can wake up and be like ready to roll right no. away. I'm like, how do you? How are you built like that? I, yeah. I wish I was built like that. Is that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, some mornings my it's like my mind is ready to go, mm -hmm. my body is not. Like, and I don't know if it's just getting <laughs> old. Um, that's what I'm attributing it to. But it's like my body's just like just lay here, don't move. But I'm like, <laughs> no, like I want to get all this stuff done today, you know, and so. That, that's kind of where I am with it. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Are you? Do you hit the snooze? Because I do. I, I don't want to, but I'll hit it like once. I hit it twice this morning. I hit it, it twice this morning. It felt so good. I was like, ooh, yeah. yeah. But then I get frustrated because I don't fall back asleep. Yeah. Oh, I do. I just lay there waiting for it to go off again yeah. so I can hit it Well, again. and that's why I don't hit it. <laughs> it's yeah. like... That's what, well, I use one of those uh, those noisemakers of like the rain. Oh yeah, the sound um, so I use a sound, a machine, sound machine and I, and I have that going. And so, but then your alarm goes off with the sound maker going on, and like you try to hit the snooze, and then you're like, well, I know the the sound machine's on, so I'm listening to this, and I'm still not falling back asleep. Those sound machines. So if you walk upstairs in our house at night, it sounds like a seven forty seven. <laughs> it's like you're in the middle of an airplane. It's so loud because Max has one, we have one. Oh, it's yeah. just it's hilarious. And then Nini has a fan on, so there's like oh, so yeah. much noise. I, I'm the opposite. I don't even notice the sounds of the sound machine anymore. It's like yeah. they're not even there, which yeah. is a good thing, I guess. Because then I'm like in a so when you constant go, then when you state. travel and go somewhere, do you have to put like I have it on my phone? Oh yeah, because like if I'm in a hotel where I'm staying over or anything, like if it's silence, I can't fall asleep. Yeah, I'm like I need some type of noise. Are you the same way? Yeah, is that, is that how it it's, goes? It's a problem actually. That it is a problem. Becomes an issue. Stupid noisemakers, <laughs> like keeping us keeping it, well, putting us to sleep. I yeah. should say. And, and I've talked to people who like scoff at the idea of the sound machine. I used to before I had a kid. I was like sound machine. I don't need to use that. Why would I? I'm fine. But then we got one. And I realized wow. This is a game changer for sleeping. It's yeah. craziness. Do you guys with your with kids? We do you guys did do uh, for for a long time. Our oldest, um, he wouldn't sleep well, and so we did like the the seven hour music thing, and that helped. Uh, we don't anymore, uh, but now we fall asleep to the sound of an air conditioner or a fan. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, so that's kind of our our room noise. There's always yeah. some sort of constant noise. going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, I I can fall asleep without anything. It's not like when we travel, like I have to 
plug in a hair dryer mm-hmm. just to go all night to fall asleep. My wife, yeah. uh, you know, we, we've we've read stories of people that are like, I got so used to that room noise, like I had to find anything. But now that we have smartphones, yeah, I yeah. mean, just now, right there. Yeah. Now let me ask you both a question, and, and I'll answer this after you do. When you grew up, did you grow up where there was a place with a lot of noise, like when you were going to sleep? Was it quiet? Like, do you remember what it was like? It was uh, too quiet, I think. Yeah. I lived in Sinking Valley, which was like the country. So there was <laughs> oh, yeah. zero, except for, except for like crickets and stuff like that. There was no noise, and I always had trouble, because I was like yeah. always scared yeah. that I was going to hear something scary. <laughs> yeah, I grew up out, out in the country on near farms yeah. and there was no noise see like i'm originally from pittsburgh grew yep. up in mount lebanon which we've talked about mm-hmm. before um so that's scott and i like our tie mount our Lebo. Tie. um but we grew up in, on a road that was relatively busy um and then when we moved to bethel park we like the the train the actual train was right there in bethel park and we lived right next to it so it was constant noise all the time and like even my siblings like all of us we have to have some type of noise to get that to get that good sleep that deep sleep yeah um because if it's too quiet i cannot like i cannot sleep at all it's just it weirds me out it's i just can't do it well this i, I don't know where i heard this if i read it or if i watched it on a podcast or something i forget but they were saying like we're not used to, we're not supposed to sleep in silence because like back in the day whenever you like didn't have strong houses and you know there was a lot of outside noise coming in you'd have the sound of crickets the sound of just the outside of wind of whatever it was to help you fall asleep like the natural sound of like nature would help you fall asleep so when we lay there in silence like our our body's not built for that to sleep in that environment we're not supposed to have complete silence because mm-hmm. that's not natural to have complete silence yeah and that makes a lot of sense to me it's like even if you're just laying there like think if you're like sleeping in a tent there's so many nighttime noises that would never be silent yeah right? like laying yeah. in a room with no noise at all that's just yeah, weird that is because i kind of lay there and just wait for the next noise yep. like what's going to be next like <laughs> what was that noise and it's like being a little panic. kid sleeping at a house like your friend's house for your first time mm-hmm. and it like you're like what is that and they're yeah. dead asleep and you're like wide awake you're like is that like the it's the furnace in the basement that's gonna right. eat me or is it like the, i've done that movie? Pipes. yeah yeah the yeah. pipes and all that and you're scared out of your mind yeah i've done that so many times oh man so, so, like, waking up in the morning, the thing I have, I've, I've adopted this from uh, Aubrey Marcus, who's the guy who runs on it, is, like, to drink a big glass of water, like, lukewarm, like, room temp water, and then you put lemon and sea salt in it. It's supposed to, like, rehydrate your body. The water chases the salt. I'm not sure the lemon does, I guess, get your metabolism going. Yeah. But I've been doing that. Well, I've been doing the water for a couple of years, but then the uh, I added the salt and the lemon in a couple of months ago, and I've been noticing, like, just an, an increased amount of energy throughout the day whether half the time i think like half the stuff that i read and try and practice is like oh it's supposed to work so it's going to yeah just the placebo effect and yeah. sometimes i wonder you know which is which but it doesn't matter if it's working that's kind of my stance on it but do you, do you guys have anything when you first get up because i have to get up drink that water i have to stretch in the morning there's like nini will get so mad at me because there's like a routine that yeah. i have that if i don't do it i'm screwed up you're thrown off for the day yeah, yeah like absolutely. my day's not gonna yep. go right absolutely yeah i mean not Really? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is from me um, growing up, me having a terrible morning experience my whole life. Like, I've, yeah. I've had to do something. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of just get up, and really, it's just my, my biggest thing is just getting to the office. Yeah. And, and once I get to the office, I, I, I love to uh, just spend, you know, 15, 20, 25 minutes just reading scripture, mm-hmm. having some prayer. And, and and that just allows me to slow down my mind yeah. and, and just focus on on what I'm reading, what what I 
uh, am learning in that moment. And then from there, I, I open, I use a, an app called Trello, and that's my time management, project management app, and I have everything listed that I need to get done that day. And I can prioritize and go through. And then from there, that, that's, that's how I launch my day. Mm-hmm. And so like in my mind, it's, it's if I can just get to the office and, and get into that moment where, where I can just sit down and, and read scripture and pray, that sets my morning off. Is that right. is that app T R E L O? How do you spell it? Yeah, T R E L L O. L L O. Yeah, Trello, cool. and it's free. Yeah, yeah. So you told me about awesome. it before. Uh, so, do you plan your night out like the night before? Do you plan your next day? How do you usually do that? Yeah, uh, and, and that's the cool thing. Like with the app, it it it's uh, on iPhone. It's on all other stuff, so it auto updates. You know, if you change it on one thing, it changes it everywhere. Yeah, and okay. so. Um, as things come up throughout the day, I just put it into the app and then I can prioritize it however I go. And then I try to, before I leave work, um, you know, whatever time that is, I put everything for, t- for the next day or for Monday if it's a Friday. And then that night before I go to sleep, I, I try to just look it over and just start thinking. I'll use that to fall asleep too sometimes, yeah. you know, just thinking about what needs to get done. Um, that doesn't send you into a, a, span- a panic spiral. Where you're just like <laughs> sometimes you well, know that, that'd be all I think that's about. What I would yeah, yeah, I mean, and then eventually my brain just like gives out, right. and yeah. that's at like four in the morning. So yeah. and then to, you're trying to max out your brain to fall asleep, just like yeah, stuff it's like pile in there. yeah. Otherwise, it just it just races, <laughs> and so that that's just something that I've struggled with for for years is just yeah. a racing mind. Wow. I um I drink a bottle of water in the morning as soon as I get up, um, whether it's lukewarm or it's cold, whatever. I just grab whatever's there, and I usually have that, uh, like a granola or protein bar, just something small to put in my system. And then for me, you know, I have the drive from the house to the gym, and I usually either do it with worship music on or I do it in silence, and I just like – if people were in the car with me, they'd be like, this dude's nuts. Cause I literally am just talking to the Lord about, okay, this is what's going on. This is what I need today. Like, you know, I'm thankful for what you've done. And and it's just that pouring out, um, you know, and it takes me about 10 minutes to get there. And, and even when I get there, um, you know, people think that, you know, this is funny, but a lot of times when I'm working out, I'm listening to worship music. Um, because it's just setting a pace. So Seth and I were talking, Melhorn were talking about that, how it kind of just sets your mind to ease. You're working your physical body, but you're also spiritually processing, you know, everything. And so it's kind of odd because people are like, oh, you can't work out and like pray and meditate. But when the Bible says you can pray without ceasing, it's yeah. a constant state of the heart and of the mind and of the soul. And so for me, a lot of the the spiritual, um, setting the spiritual tone of the day for me is that that's where it's happening at. And then mm-hmm. like this morning, I, I knew we were having the meeting, went down to the clay cup, did my devotions there. Or when I first get in the office, I'll just spend that to say, okay, this is the precedent of my day that I need to get through and, and, you know, and study whatever it is it might be to kind of get through. And that's, that's how I really ga- engage myself on that spiritual aspect for the morning. Like what kind of music as far as worship music? Is it like heavier stuff or is it, is it a mixture of everything? It's kind of a mixture of everything, man. I, I use, um, I'm a huge Spotify guy. I love okay. Spotify. And so I have a, I follow a, uh, it's called Indie Worship uh, Playlist. And it has, you know, and it has, you know, a ton of just uh, great music. And so whether it's Elevation or Jesus Culture or a lot of things we play down at Community Worship Center, whatever it might be, I'm just listening to, I'm listening to the words, I'm processing it in my heart and in my spirit. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times I'm, you know, I'm praying for my leaders, I'm praying for the community, um, you know, and it's, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, doing a workout, but I'm, I'm praying for, you know, God to do something within my, our friends and our family. And it's just one of those things that, that that worship music really helps set the tone for me. That's good, man, because 
<clears throat> I love Tony Robbins, and whenever he he does that, he's a documentary on Netflix. You yeah. ever watch that? Yeah, I watch it. Your guru. I love that yeah. documentary. But in that, he talks about his morning, like his priming to get himself yeah. prepared, and like his gratefulness in the morning. So I've been doing that a lot. I've been past the water, past the stretching. I go in, do some meditation, praying, and and then just the gratification and like, what am I grateful for today? You know, what what yeah. am I really happy that's, that's that's going on? And a lot of the times, what's what's wild is it comes back to just the heartbeat. Like I'll just I'll put my my finger on my pulse and just follow my my heartbeat. And that number one calms you down, but number two, uh, it gets you in touch with like, man, you're just grateful that this thing's working all the time. Yeah. Like just just me thinking like, wow, God gave me this heartbeat and it's beating. And I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't need to do anything for it to beat. I didn't ask for it. It was just yeah. given to me. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of there automatically running when I'm asleep, when I'm awake. Yeah. Before I was ever born. Like, it was, it's like, wow, that's that's wild. So that in itself is easy to get, like, get me kind of excited. And yeah. then once I go past that, uh, yeah, just trying to, like, align the day, trying to set things up and, and just making sure that you're focusing on the right stuff. Yeah. How do you know what to focus on, though? Oh, and I think that's the key question. That's a great question. Because I think all three of us, the one thing about all three of us, I think we're all like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Like, there's a lot going on yeah. for all of us. I mean, and, and it's, you know, and we all, we run the same circles, and then we have our own families, and then we have our own, you know, our own work that we're doing. And so it is, that's one of those key questions. Like, what is, once you get past the, um, you know, setting the bar for yourself, what's the next thing like what is so what am i focusing on next what's the next point um i love uh you know we we talk about podcasts a lot like who we listen to and who we do who we don't listen to and all these things and uh a gentleman by the name of michael hyatt i had there did a lead that leader cast that we were at and you remember he talked about leading yourself exactly and um and it was phenomenal I'll, i'll i'll get you the information on that and um but he talked about you will never lead others well if you don't lead yourself Mm-hmm. And that was that hit me so hard. Me and it too. was like, man, I I need to be able to lead myself. And and some of them are very pointy questions that were hard to answer. I, I took those last several weeks after that and said, okay, like now that I am able to get myself on a point where I'm leading myself, what's next? How mm-hmm. do I how do I transition? I think sometimes the hardest thing is transition. Um, and I don't know. I mean, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong. I think sometimes with transition, it's it's you know not good or bad transition, but what is the best transition that is the challenge? Yeah, because you can transition to one thing to the next thing to the next thing, like transition from doing work to Facebook. Yeah, and then get lost in Facebook immediately, right? I've had that many of times where I go, especially in social media, it's hard because a lot of the things that I'm doing are working for clients, and I have to get on social media to check their stuff. But then as soon as I get there, I'm, I'm immediately distracted and I yeah. lose like 15 minutes yeah. and it's really difficult. Yeah. Or, or you're working on something and then you get that notification. Yeah. Right. And and that goes in, it, whether it's just a comment that someone put or, you know, whatever it is. And then that just sends you down a rabbit trail that you get off of whatever you were doing. Yeah. You know, but, but back to Micah's point with like leading yourself first, like that's the, that hit me huge because, you know, I, I spent the rest of that day, uh, just pondering who am I leading? Mm-hmm. And and then I, I actually wrote out like a physical list of people in my life that I'm to be leading, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's my wife or my boys, uh, my clients with, with the work that I do, uh, people in my small group, people, you know, in, in all of those areas. And it's like, wow, how, how can I effectively lead them if, if I'm not taking care of myself? Yeah. You know, yeah. so that was a huge thing. 
Um, and, and, and then as far as pr- prioritizing that, I mean, it, it literally is an art yeah. to figure out how to get things done. And, and, you know, a lot of people would look at, you know, any kind of manager or leader and just say, oh, all you have to do is make sure everything's going well. Sounds easy, right? It's easy in concept. It's so hard in, in that can, application. That can take 10 hours in itself. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and so prioritizing things, being able to put out fires, being able to lead in areas, being able to innovate in other areas, I mean, it, it's it's ridiculously hard. Yeah. yeah. So when you get to talk about transition, like that's one of the biggest things I find is that I, I'll get like, after this podcast, right, I might either be spent I'm, or I might be overly excited or like I, I want to like keep doing this and not go into doing the other stuff that I need to do. So what I've found works a lot, especially if I'm like run down or if my brain kind of like I've been doing too much, I'll just, I'll literally lay down here in the studio and just meditate for just, just lay there for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And it totally recharges my body. I, I can wake I come back up and I'm like, wow, all right, I feel better now. Yeah. I can do the next thing and be okay doing it instead of like pushing myself through it with like a head cloud. I don't know if you guys get that a lot. But oh, like, yeah. I'll oh, yeah. get like a real, like a weight on my head, like halfway through the day sometimes, especially when it comes to meetings and stuff like that, when you're constantly engaging and constantly uh, trying to present a good idea or make something work, it can really weigh on you. So that's when I have to, that's, that's my best reset. The best way to like make a transition is to have a pause in between, in between the things where I'm not focusing on anything. Yeah, and, and I do that too. I mean, I and sometimes I'll focus on something like I have YouTube video playlists that I just, they're motivational, they're just inspiring, and I'll just watch those uh, because I'm, I'm very big. Like after, you know, a good meeting or a good podcast, I get so motivated that I'm like, I need to go out and do something with all this energy. Yeah. And so that's where I can like pour things through. And it drives my wife kind of nuts because... I will literally, there are days where I sit at my office for an entire afternoon and get one or two things done and I feel drained, (laughs) Yeah, you know, and I'm like, now I'm a day and a half behind. And then the next morning I just, I get on this like power trip where I can go and I can get literally two days worth of work done in four hours Yeah, and it's good. It's on point, Mm -hmm. you know, it's beneficial for my clients and and I can't explain it. Yeah. I have no idea why I work that way, but I do. But it's understanding when you're going to be productive and when you're not. Absolutely. And it's not good for your clients. It's not good for yourself or for people in your life if you're forcing yourself. I mean, not that you shouldn't force yourself to do some things, but in a creative aspect. Yeah. If you're forcing yourself just to get the things done that are necessary to, to move forward for that day or whatever, whether it's payroll or, you know, something like yeah. that. But when you're trying to be creative and you're forcing it, it's not going to work. Yeah. You're just going to be burnt out. You know, for me, it's, uh, you know, working with teenagers and in the in the culture of where where we are and what we, like shifting from one thing to the next. The number one thing is we have to be adaptable. Like I have to be able to adapt on the fly. Um, and that's one thing that we try to teach our leaders. You know, I've really tried to get better at because you'll be dealing with this situation, then onto this situation, then onto this situation. And it's like, you know, it's one of these things where you have to learn um, to adapt. And it's not like, you know, I'm not running a business. I'm not running a corporation. I don't, you know, I'm not doing the same thing every day. I actually don't know. Like tomorrow, I don't know. Like I have an idea of what needs to get done. Yeah. But tomorrow I could have a curveball thrown at me where it's like, well, I got to adapt the rest of the day to this because of, you know, teenagers. 
teenagers, man. They're just, it's in working with students and working with leaders and, um, you know, just being able to adapt and fly from one thing to the next thing to the next thing, um, you know, and being able to be adaptable to whatever it is that you, you know, that you're doing and be able to shift your mind quick, like to be able to have the clarity of mind to say, okay, I got to shift from this, this to this. And that's why I've gotten to a point where like I do that morning when I'm alone, when I'm not like everybody's asleep, so I don't have to deal with anything. Like everybody's asleep and I can, I can be like, all right, this is my charging. This is like, you know, I'm plugging in, I'm charging, I'm getting ready because I don't really know like what this day is going to hold. Yeah. Because I have an idea of like, oh, okay, I have to get sermon prep. I have, you know, game prep. I have all these things I have to prep throughout the week, but I could walk into the office and something gets turned around on a, on a dime and it's like, okay, well, I got to shift everything now. And uh, one of those things where it's, um, you're never done working. Right. You know, you're never really done and you're never, and we've talked a lot about that before, how, you know, it's a 24 seven thing that like, you know, even if I'm sleeping or if I'm awake, sometimes you just, you have to adapt and it, and it, it gets challenging, but I also like the fun of the challenge yeah. is really what motivates and, and knowing that everything's going to change every day. It's, I love that. Love it. And Scott, you've had a, a, your own business for a long time, so I'm sure you're much more accustomed to this. Me just being like a year into being out of radio, having this thing that's all my own, uh, that's the. I feel like I'm now starting to get into the phase where I'm okay with uh, knowing that the job's never done because there's always something else. Like I make, I start making a list. I made a list last night, and it was like five things long. And then the rest of the night, things kept popping in my head. Now the list is like 15 things long. It's like, oh, I got to do all of these. And they're all they're all like in the same realm, but they're all different parts of different pieces of different things. So uh, going from when you had a job and you, you have a nine to five, you clock out at five o'clock and you can leave your stuff at work and come back to it the next day. When you own your own business, there's, and especially when you're passionate and excited about it and you're creative about it, there's always new things that pop in and you're like, oh, I got to... No, it's not even necessarily that you have to do that thing, but doing that one thing, whatever it might be, will benefit benefit you so much more. Yeah. So yeah. how have you done that throughout the years? I mean, it's it's something that you you have to just train yourself. I mean, it's 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 experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and I know that that's kind of like the the typical cop out for people. It's like you just have to learn it through trial and error because it's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it took me all but six weeks of starting a business to realize. You never clock out mentally. Yeah. Like it's always there. You always have things to do. If you're a small business owner and you don't have anything to do, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, that's that's the mentality. I mean, because not only do we have our social clients, we have our web clients, we have our video clients, and then I'm trying to grow the business. So not am I only marketing for them, I'm trying to market for myself. And then I got to the point where I'm like, I need to do something else. And so I launched Love Local. You never get done. But you learn to delegate, you learn yeah. to prioritize, you learn what needs to get done today to move everything else forward. And it's just something that experience will teach you. And it's something that you unfortunately learn through mistakes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the number of people that I talk to there that say, well, I want to do X, Y, Z, but I'm, I'm scared I'm going to make a mistake. I'm going to embarrass myself. I'm going to hurt someone else. I mean, you're going to do it. Yeah. You know, and, and the last thing that I want to do is get, uh, past the point where I can do something. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to get later down the road and look back and be like, hey, I missed my window. I really wanted to do something. And so you just need to you need to figure it out and you need to get people around you that you can know, like and trust that share that vision, that share that passion and and allow them to step up and do some of the work. Yeah. You yeah. know, um 
the one thing about being a leader is realizing that you don't control everything. You need to find other people who can do it better than you. Yeah. yeah. That's the biggest part, right? And that's the, I, I think that's the part that can be the most confusing because you don't think about the fact that, oh, wait, I can't do all this. I want to. You technically could do all right. of it. Right, yeah. Right. But if you ever wanted to get anywhere, get anything done, or have a life, you need to delegate. You need to move past you. From you being in the business to looking down on the business and being able to like observe it. And so did you start Love Local partially because like as a creative outlet? Was that part of it? Like you, cause you do a lot of stuff for other clients and that's yeah. where I was doing stuff for other clients and realizing like I have all this creative stuff that I want to do and I'm just not getting to it. Is that where it came from? Yeah. I mean, so, uh, and this was actually like four years ago. Um, we were still out in Pittsburgh and, and I was just thinking about this and I just really felt it pressing on me. And, and I said, I need to do something more creative. I need to do something that is more culturally relevant and so it's kind of funny I, I got like computer paper and I just started writing out like big ideas and um, I was working from home at that point and my wife came home from work and I'm like I, I have to share this with you I know it's not going to make sense but this is what I feel like I need to just express and so I just laid out like on our floor like all of these different pieces of computer paper and it's just like we need to be doing podcasts we need to be doing video and it needs to tie into this and and, and we just backtracked it the whole way up mm-hmm. and she looked at me and she goes how are you going to do this and i said mm-hmm. i don't know yeah but i know i need to and so as long as you can see it you yeah. can do it and, yeah. and so it's like i i i, I love to use this phrase i spoke it into existence mm-hmm. you know i i laid it out there and then i started telling people about it and then they held me accountable. And they were like, hey, you said you were going to be doing this, that, the other thing. Yeah. And so it did come from a creative outlet because I said, there's so many things. You know, I spent so much time marketing my business uh, from a marketing standpoint and, and marketing clients that now I want to do something for the culturally that can, that can change things. It's not business related. And so that, that's how Love Local was kind of born. Yeah. Well, that's what I like about that sort of thing is like this sort of thing is business related because you, you, don't, you don't want it to be business related. But in a, in a way it is because it's kind of like advertising yourself, but not yeah. directly saying, hey, I want to work for your company. Have me come in and be a consultant or be your marketer or whatever that is. It's just kind of like, well, here's what I'm actually interested in. Here's what my life is yeah. like. And lead by example, number two, uh, number one. Right. Because if you, and, and this is, I think, a situation that we talked about on when I did your podcast for Love Local was that a lot of people do, like they get into maybe it's social media marketing or whatever that might be, but they don't actually do it themselves. So, I mean, obviously you can, you can do it, you can work for other people and be able to do it, but when you do it for yourself and you learn how to design it for yourself, maybe some people are different than me, but personally I can never get as passionate or I can never get as uh, creative, I guess would be the right word, about other people's stuff as I can with my own yeah. because I can do whatever oh, yeah. I want. Yeah. So some, somebody else's stuff, I'm always thinking like, are they going to like that? Is that tailored to them? Is that their thing? Mm. But when it's my thing, it's like, well, it's, no, who's telling me what to do? Nobody. So I'm just yeah. going to do what I feel like doing. Yeah. And through that, I get more creativity for everybody else. More ideas start to pop up and start to work their way in. Yeah, what I love, uh, two things that I'll, I'll comment on what Scott was talking about. Number one is the reason why we met is because of Love Local. Yeah. Because I was, a, because you know, when you're passionate about your community and you're passionate about where you're at, you, you look for other people that are passionate about it. And that was the second thing I wanna lead into because you mentioned passion. 
and you know, like what I love about all, all of us and our friendship and everything, we are all very passionate about not just, you know, the community, but we're passionate about people, about culture, about life. That's what we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to be able to excel in what you do, you need to surround yourself with people of passion. Um, and I think sometimes the hardest thing is, is, I know for me, I get frustrated because I am so passionate about what I do. And I have an expectation that everyone, when they're going to hear about what I do, and they, they're going to be just as passionate. Yeah. And but when you don't get that. And when I don't, I get aggravated, I get agitated. I'm like, how could you not buy into, you know, <laughs> like a younger generation, entrepreneurs, creative arts? How can you not, like, how can you not believe in this? Yeah. And, I, and, and we have, we place our, our, our expectancy for passion on other people, believing yeah. that they will have that, and they don't. And, and sometimes that's a challenge because when you want to do the best that you can do, I mean, like when you go to sleep at night, this burns in you. This is all you think about. This is all that's in your heart. This is all that's there. And I know um, you, you attract people of passion when you're like that, no matter what they're passionate about. And that's yeah. actually because of the dream that, um, that Scott had with Love Local. I connected with him because I have that same dream mm-hmm. of saying like, yeah, like there needs to be something more. There needs to be people that love where they're at and quit using like, I hate where I'm from. I can't ready. I can't wait to get out of the city and blah, blah, all the craziness that people say. That's what, that's how we got connected was because of something of passion that we both shared. Yeah. Passion's extremely, it is the, if you're going to keep the fire going, if you're going to wake up on Monday and be like, oh man, it's Monday. Cause yeah. that's normally it's like, oh, God, it's Monday. I got to do this again. Like I'm going through this whole thing again for another week. But then whenever you are excited, like when I had you two guys come in, I'm like, oh, great. I got a reason to get up. I can recall when I was in radio and it was like, oh, man, I got to wake up at 430 in the morning. And this is is horrible every day. Like I got to go to bed at like nine o'clock at night. But then I remembered like, oh, I get to go in to the studio and I get to make people happy and excited when they're unhappy going. Maybe some of them aren't unhappy going to their jobs, but some of them are very unhappy going to the job they're going to at six o'clock in the morning. So I had a chance to lighten their day. And just through that, knowing that I had to be that person automatically kicked me out of that mood and I just who was I just talking to I just oh I had Alex Hazard on yeah, from, yeah. from Central PA Live last week and uh, his conversation it was it was very cool and we both agreed on the same thing you can be having the worst day ever but if you go into a job that's that forces you to be on automatically you forget about all that stuff because you have to mm, you, you can't be good. you can't be uh, motivated and happy and like tired and whatever fearful or whatever at the same time like they don't match each other so you have to drop one and pick up the other one so this kind of stuff forces you like if i was sitting here worrying about stuff while we're talking i wouldn't be engaged we wouldn't be having a good conversation it'd be terrible so uh that just forcing yourself out of it like a force of change is Mm -hmm. is big yeah and i i think the big thing is is again having that network of people and i stress this all the time you need to have people around you that actually care what is going on in your life. Absolutely. I mean, having people that share that passion, even if in, in what we found, like in, in our, our small group, you know, we, we have five families that, that get together regularly. We're, we're all uh, in, in the same, you know, uh, area of life. You know, we all have young kids and everything like that. Uh, and, and none of them really share maybe what my passion is for, for film or you know, video or social media but they care about me, mm-hmm. you know, and I care about them. And so we, we can get together, we can text, we can, you know, whatever. And, and they actually, they're invested in, in what I'm doing because it's me, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in me and them. And, and so that's so important to be able to have those people in your life that you can 
confide in that you can trust that you can go to with your yeah. with your struggles with your worries with your concerns but also then to share your your uh celebrations with you know and so having those people around you is, is just so important um and, and but those relate those are relationships that take time to build Absolutely. so where did you meet all those people was that through church or how did that group yeah come together? They're, they're all through our church uh over at grace and um but i mean it they're through there, but then I have, you know, you guys and I have other, you know, mm-hmm. people that I've met through work um, and clients of mine. I mean, literally, I can say the majority of my clients are my friends. I mean, we, we are able to just sit down, we talk about business, and then we end up going down, you know, the road of just life. Yeah. You know, and so I people always ask me, like, well, how do you define your company? Like, you're, are you a media company? Are you a marketing company? And, I, and I'm like, I'm in the business of helping people do what they want to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if they want to build a business, that's what I'm going to help them do within the within the realms that I understand, which is digital media. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that that's what my goal is. I'm I'm in the business of people, and and I'm sure that both of you would say that that's pretty much where you are too. Oh yeah. Well, that's how we met. I mean, yeah. if you remember, like Rob and I, that's how we met because of Sarah Vogel down at the Clay Cup. Um, you know, she introduced us cause she was like, Oh, this guy named Rob Z who you might know. And I was like, yeah, I used to listen to him on the radio. Um, yep. he, he wants to connect with the younger generation. He wants to work with students. She's like, I'm going to connect you. And that was it. And then we met and not only did we share the same passion, but we've become very close friends over the last almost year and a half yeah. because of, because of that exactly what you're talking about. Well, it's crazy, man, because you're talking about like all these, this group of friends that you have, that all your families are together. You met them at church. Right. And when I was, when I first met you, which was a little over, it was a little over a year ago. Yeah. And I hadn't, been, I had not been going to church for years and, uh, it just wasn't something that I felt. I always heard like, you know, you meet such people, you get such close bonds. And I always thought, oh, yeah, but it's all like, you know, it's all fake and it's artificial. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah. it's not real friendships, that sort of thing. Uh, and then when I started going to CWC, I met Mike, I met Pastor Keith and, and everybody else that I've met f- through that. I'm like, wow, this is, this is what everybody's always talking about that I didn't recognize as a real thing. Mm-hmm. And it's so real. It's so yeah. unbelievable because you're meeting people who are number one, who are just not saying, um, take out the words motivated, take out the words passionate, take out all the like life coach words or whatever. It's just people who are happy to be alive and happy to be mm-hmm. where they're at. Yeah. Like not like constantly stressing about, I got to get here. I got to get here. It's like waking up and just being happy that you got your, your, all your basic needs met. Your kids are good. Yeah. Your, your, your relationships are good. That sort of thing. And, and your relationship with God is good. Absolutely. Like that you're connected in. Yeah. And that's just being able to sit down with you guys like a year ago or, you know, obviously two years ago, it was not in the same position in any way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. So, the more people I realize that I get around me being a catalyst space, like the more people I get around me that are excited just about life and like who just have a, a natural vigor about them, you just, that, that, that just takes on you as well. It's like your five, you're going to be like your five closest friends, like your five closest confidants. That's going to be your, your life. Absolutely. So there's this thing that, uh, I wanted to ask you guys, and, um, I guess we can kind of talk about this to wrap this up, but anybody who's listening or watching right now, I came across this and I I used it because it really made me make sure I was going in the right direction. And as I piece it together, I'm like, wow, I am on the right path. So it's four questions. It's like a four pillar kind of thing. So the first question is, what have I done for the last 10 years? Like either in business or personal life, right? What is one of the main things you've been a part of for the last decade? Uh, What do strangers compliment you on? 
what do you love talking about? Like say on like a Saturday night, or if you had to choose like to sit down with people and talk about something, what would that be? And uh, what did you want to do when you were 14 years old? <laughs> if you can figure out those four <laughs> things and combine them, that's like your your mission path, right? Yeah. So so I did it. And what have, I, what have I been doing for the last 10 years? I'm just going to go first as an example, yeah. not to put myself first or anything, but I, I've already gone through this for, I, I spent like an hour on it, but what have I done for the last 10 years? Obviously radio, talking, broadcasting, entertainment, those sorts of things. Uh, what the strangers compliment me on would be uh, like relatability, my broadcasting ability, uh, being easygoing. Nini always says I'm like a couch, so I wrote that in there. <laughs> like, very easy to... Oh, yeah. get to hang out with or know, right? Like yeah, yeah. She describes me like a couch, nice. which could be soft and plushy. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, soft, I, I like soft, that. Yeah. Comfortable to lay on, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I love talking about? This stuff, like life, passions. I get into weird stuff sometimes. I get deep sometimes. I love talking about that sort of stuff. But wrestling, music, mm -hmm. uh, talking about just new things, new ideas, and also humor and comedy. And uh, what did I want to do when I was 14? So when I was 14... I wanted to be a pro wrestler, number, number one. Oh, yeah. Didn't quite get there. Yeah. But now my buddy Dave and I have a podcast about wrestling, so that, that kind of played it. And this podcast, I've had many. We've had a wrestling Yeah, we had a wrestling one. Yeah, we did. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a radio DJ was number two, so obviously that one was good. And then just to be, I can recall being like 14 and wanting to be like strong-willed, uh, being respected by my peers and admired, that sort of thing. So I took those four things, and I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm – and, and that – I did this like two months ago and over those past two months I've noticed that things have come together a lot more just from putting those together so would you mm. guys want to answer any of those those four questions do you want to answer all four or do you want to go like we answer one let's go one at a time one at a time yeah, I was going to pick the same thing because <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sorry what's the question again <laughs> yeah I know I know. I apologize it's through too much at once so no like, that's good so what have you been doing for the past 10 years would be the first one go ahead um, it's been so I'm 29. So last 10 years, I've been in business 10 years. Yeah, I started visual media whenever I was 18, 19 years old. Um, yeah, so I've been working and I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now. Um, that's the big thing. Mm. A lot's happened in 10 years, though. So, like, I'm at that point in my life where things just happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whether they want them to or not. They're yeah, just it's like you now are kicked out, of, not kicked out, but you know, you move uh, out. Yeah, and, and you, I got married, two kids, we moved, we bought a house. It's, it's been a weird ten years. Yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's it, what I've been working okay. in for the last ten years. No, that's that. Well, I think about it too, because 2009, I would have graduated college. Uh, so it's almost ten. It'll be almost ten years that I graduated school and. Um, you know, I uh, got married to Bethany and, you know, at the time I was, you know, we were in Virginia. I was in Kentucky before that. I, my school was in, up in north of Boston. So it was like there was a, a sporadic moves. But th then I would say, you know, getting married and then moving to Altoona, Central PA. I mean, I'm going to go on eight years being like where we birthed refuge. Um, it started just as a youth group and it had a great foundation of people that, um, you know, had this group of kids that they were going out and getting from the community and they, you know, they were like, Hey, we need someone to do this and lead this. And so that door opened up, but I mean, really in essence, just loving my wife and, you know, our dog timber and having our home, like you said, so many things changed. Yeah. And, but I would, the majority of the last 10 years, it's been totally given to, uh, impacting, uh, teenagers and, and students. Um, and it's been, it's been a wild ride and always, I mean, 10 years is a good, is a good span, but I mean, mm -hmm. I wouldn't take anything back at all because yeah. 
um, you know, even the hard times, you, you learn to, to get to it. You got to get through it. And I think that was one of the biggest things for us. So it's been wild. So uh, what do strangers compliment you on? That might be a weird one to answer, too. Like, it was easy for me by myself to answer that. Yeah. yeah. For the first time in the microphone. Uh, I apologize. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, <laughs> do you mean strangers like... Um, what I think of is, like, when, when somebody... Uh, you get a compliment from someone. What is it normally regarding? Yeah. Like, what pops into your head, I guess? So I would probably say the most common thing for me is just... Um, you kind of said it, but like relatability, like Absolutely. being able to take something from someone and, and then be able to say, I'm, I'm glad that I had a chance to talk to you about yeah. this. Um, and maybe empathy is a better, yeah, a better word for that. Um, and, and, and motivated. I mean, and, and that's a tough thing. I mean, we talked about how difficult it is to stay motivated, but um, I think by going through some of the things that we've talked about, people will notice that. I mean, because mm -hmm. I, I think deep down, everyone wants to be motivated. Everyone wants to be productive. Uh, but so many people just fall into that uh, trap of saying, you know, I can't do it or yeah. it's too much work. And so when, when you're someone out there and you're doing things, people are going to take notice of that and they're they're going to respect that. Yeah. Well, let me kind of reverse it before we get to me. Because um, I was going to say, like, Scott, if I were to answer that for you, like if someone asked me what was the first thing that you picked up, I would definitely say just so relatable and laid back. I mean, when we just first met, we talked for hours and it was, yeah. it was about everything. Yeah. I mean, family, life, faith, like, and so I would definitely say like, if I were to answer that for you, it would definitely be the relatability of, of just being seasoned in, um, and like being wise in, in what you do and things like that. And, you know, and uh, that's what I picked up on when I first met. Scott, Rob, when I first met you, it was passion, man, like just passionate yeah. about community, passionate about change, passionate about people, um, being able to say like, yeah, that, that definitely is, is what it is, is that, and it's all people. It's not just yeah. a, a certain demographic for Rob. It was definitely something where it was like, whoa, this dude is like, he really loves the community and loves the people. And being in the community and like we hear it all the time, people hating this community and yeah. hating this place. And like Rob's like, no, we're going to change. Like we use the, we all that have was used. Me. That yeah. was my, my thought process yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like, I got to get out of here. And then we talked and you're like flipped it. in something changing the conversation was yeah. something that we talked, you know, a little bit about. And so I don't know as like my first impression of you guys, that's right off the bat what I had. Um, you know, and getting to know and know what, what did you think with Rob when you first, first thing I noticed about Rob was his ability to connect people, mm. um, mm -hmm. being able to say, Hey, you do this and you do this. I see how those two things work together. You need a network. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the first thing I, I noticed about him. And then just your, your experience in, in broadcasting and, and being able to see the change, mm -hmm. Um, and, and we kind of talked about that maybe the first time we met or first time I was on your, your podcast, it's, you know, we, we talked about how you transitioned out of radio, but you're still doing radio. You're just doing it a different way. And you saw that before a lot of other people did. Mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the things that I, I just greatly respect about you is not only seeing things, but then having the vision to figure out how it works. Because a lot of people will say, hey, this is what we need to do. I'm going to let someone else figure it out. You saw it and you were able to do it. And, and Micah, yours was definitely passion. You know, your, your love for investing in people. Um, I, I, I just find that awesome. Yeah. And if I had to go with both of you guys, I think the, the, the things that stuck out to me were the dedication and the attention to detail and what you do. 
like with you with video, like the amount of years you put in being an entrepreneur, the amount of years that you put in was, uh, when you told me you had been in business for so long, I'm like, really? That like, you're not even 30 yet and you've been doing it for that long. Like yeah. not many not people enough. can say that and successfully say that. Yeah, like most, absolutely. most business startups like last, you know, two years maybe or something like yeah, that. Yeah, two or three years. And that's it. So you started at 19. And you made it work? Like, that's pretty yeah. awesome. And, Mike, I mean, you're just working with kids and, and your your passion for that and just staying on track. When I first met you, I was like, there's no way he does all that. There's no way he commands so much. Teenagers, like, scare me. <laughs> <laughs> because I still recognize myself. I still look at myself as a teenager, and I know what it felt like to be one. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, like, the popular kid or anything like that. So I'm still in, like, this... Whenever I go into a group of, of teenagers, I still feel like I'm 14 yeah. and I don't I don't fit in or something yeah. like that. And to kick that out of my brain's hard. So when I watched you do what you do, I was like, wow, he like he's not above them. He's with them mm -hmm. and he's doing and by being with them. He's doing so much for them. That's what I kind of was like. That's that's powerful. Yeah, probably the big I, I get two compliments that are usually along those lines. Um, you know, when people people for like they're like, you really do this. Like you really do this. You just don't say that you do it. Like yeah. you do this. And, you know, and a lot of it is, you know, Ryan Alden and our director of operations, like this would not be where it is today without him and without all of our volunteers that are just amazing. But for them to like, you really do care. Like you do invest and you do this. And then usually the other ones like, are you mentally okay? Like, are you all right? Like you work with teenagers all the time. Like, you know, one campus wasn't enough. You had to do three campuses yeah. and a nonprofit. Like, is your head okay? And it's just like- And you're happy. Yeah, and I'm happy. Yeah, absolutely. So- Well, that's what I always thought yeah. whenever I met you. I was like, Youth pastor. That sounds like a fake job. Sounds like <laughs> sounds like you, I get to go play basketball with kids. Yeah, that's, right? I call it a job. Well, we joke all the time, man, and you know this because yeah. you've been around church culture. Like people have, there is definitely, and this is for all my youth pastors that are listening and there's in and that are watching. Like we do, we get a bad rap sometimes, but we've done it to ourselves um, because there are some straight out, flat out, lazy youth pastors that hide because it's very easy to hide in youth ministry. Like extremely easy to hide and just do your thing, yeah. get your paycheck, you know, throw a little pizza party here and there. Um, but it's a whole nother world when you're passionately investing constantly um, and you're working hard and you're doing that. But we get this rap where we're like, oh, all we do is party. All we do is, you know, and like, that's a joke around our and office. It looks, like, it looks like it's yeah. a bunch of fun. Yeah. And people are like, you know, all they see is, you know, they see on social media, the pool party, the going yeah. to Kennywood, going to Hershey Park. They see all these things. But what they don't see is all of the crazy behind the scenes chaotic stuff that goes on in all of these students' lives that we're constantly, you know, being involved in um and it, but it's so funny because so many people like think that right off the bat they're yeah. like oh so you get paid to have fun yeah you know and it's like what and, and i would i would just piggyback off that uh with you and with brian curdy you know our youth pastor the oh, one yeah. thing that i've learned uh I, I can't even remember how long we've we've known each other but for however for, for however long that's been uh, it's it's the intentionality mm -hmm. you know and and you both brian and yourself do a great job at this and it's Yes, you you see the pizza parties, you see the canoe trips, you see all this stuff going on, but what what you don't see, which is the most important thing that I would say, is how every piece that you guys put into practice is intentional. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's that building of relationship, and and you see the building, but you don't see the the effect of the on the kid. Mm -hmm. um, and and I would and the one thing that I would say about you again is your follow up. I mean. 
I send Micah a text or, you know, we meet and we talk about something, he is great at following up. And, 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 you know, and I'm pretty new to the, to the arena here, but I mean, if he's following up with me that way, I mean, I, I would just say that the, the kids that you're working with just are, are in good hands. Yeah. The attention to detail is definitely there. Yeah. I've noticed that from a lot of people in church, like you, yeah. Nate Varilla is amazing with that. Yeah, uh, Pastor Keith's amazing with that. Troy's amazing with yeah. that. Yeah. From transformation, it's, it's well because in church, church culture, it, I, I'm, I'm going to say this because I've been involved my whole life in this. Mm-hmm. Normally, it sucks. Normally, it's really hard to like you send an email, you send a text, like for pastors to get back to you because it's always like, oh, I was busy. Like everyone is busy. Right. Everyone like your busy is no more important than my busy. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, but well, speak for yourself. Yeah, <laughs> busy is pretty important. <laughs> uh, I got to lay on the floor, and meditate for ten minutes, leave you alone. <laughs> but uh, but within church culture, it's it's actually it's always been very uh, it hasn't been very good. And so we're very intentional with, you know, being at CWC, New Life, and being with Transformation and Pastor Jim and Pastor Wayne and everything. We've, we've very, we're very, very cognitive of that where, no, like, we will follow up and we mm-hmm. will return phone calls, all that. Okay. Next question, because we, like, diverted. <laughs> that was, like, a huge diversion. That question was my three. Uh, what do you, like, if it was a Saturday night or you got to, like, pick a topic that you wanted to talk about with friends, what would you be talking about? Man, that that's another loaded one. That is a loaded one. We, um, we could go a lot of places. <laughs> what I would enjoy talking, like selfishly, selfishly, yeah. If you selfishly could talk about whatever you wanted to talk about, what would it be? Oh my. Like um, for me, it might come down to like aliens or something. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on something. Yeah, weird. I, so I what, mean, what mood I'm in. For me, this is what I get accused of uh, most of the time. Is it comes back to two things. It comes down to culture mm-hmm. and what's going on in culture, and then. Jesus. Yeah. You know, I, I love talking about scripture and, and theology. Um, and that usually transgresses right. into two, culture, yeah, like absolutely. what's going on and then, and then contrasting the two and, and how they mesh. Um, that's what I, I, I love talking mm-hmm. about. Um, I feel like I talk about work enough at work. So on Saturday nights, you know, uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of what I get to, but I mean, that is your work. So yeah, yeah, yeah. well, I mean, it, I guess but, that is our work, yeah, you know, but, but. It, but along the same lines, absolutely. I'm right there with you. Um, you know, because I'm engaging in culture, but you know, Jesus is the center, but like that Micah part of me, like that, like we're going to talk wrestling yeah, or we're going to talk about like food or pizza or donut. Like I could go on food. Yeah. Too. Like we could go on food and donut, but like, Usually, if we're gonna sit down, like I love wrestling and I love I love that whole culture. I've always been involved the sci-fi world, the aliens, and like the yeah. whole nerd stuff. Like I'm all about that, like Star Wars, all of that stuff. Like I could talk for hours on on any of those things. And so that's usually like Saturday night. We're gonna talk about Jesus and Darth Vader. Like that's right. where we're yeah. gonna go with, you know. So it'll right. we'll shift between those things very easily <laughs> while we're eating donuts or pizza. Like yeah. that's pretty much how it's gonna yeah, go. Yeah, I, I have to be eating. Yes. Oh, like okay. I'm a I'm an ultimate snacker. Yeah. Okay. Like that could be all three meals and just eat for twenty hours a day and just snack all day long. You know, you should start lifting weights. That's like the weightlifter's mentality. Is eat. Well, I'd have to get up at four thirty. I mean, when you move down here, we could do it. Like, I'll come knock on your door. I I would be good with that. So, uh, what did you want to do whenever you were fourteen years old? I love this question because it's hilarious to think like when you were like when I was fourteen. I wanted to be, I guess it was like Hulk Hogan at that point in time, or maybe like Bret the Hitman Hart. Yeah. So what what grade would that be? Eighth grade? Seventh or eighth grade or ninth maybe? I mean, I was still pretty big in basketball, so I probably wanted to be an NBA player. Oh, okay. So for you, it wasn't anything doing with visual? It wasn't doing with video? Uh, No. I, I I didn't get the... 
we'll call the creative spark until my junior year in high school. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I was, and the 14 could be like 18. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I mean, so, age is a yeah. Age. yeah. So I, I would say I, I was very big into sports. Um, I've always had that entrepreneurial, like I, I always wanted to own a business, mm-hmm. but I, I never knew what kind of business I wanted to own. Uh, it wasn't until I was 17 or 18 whenever I started getting into video that it was like, I, it started out as a hobby and then it was like, wait, there's an actual career associated with making videos. And then it's like, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, so, so that, that's kind of where, where that came from. Man. Yeah. So you kept it going to, yeah, I just kept it going. It's nice if you keep that thing and yeah, th- this is all an experiment, you know, I'm, I'm right. still learning how to do video. And so I always feel like I'm a student and it's just like, it's amazing. I, I see it as it's amazing that people pay me so that I can learn how to make good videos. Yeah. Yeah. You but, know. Plus it's ever changing. Right. Right. It's Which evolving like, all the time. So, yeah. Everything's yeah. so new. And another time. thing that I would geek out on is like video gear. Like <laughs> I could I could run down through every camera and like every mixer and mic and, and I could talk about that for a long time too. <laughs> wow. Man, that's that's like because I have a hard time remembering a lot of like being. A Isn't kid, it weird? Know? Like it's I it's don't. one of those that, things that's where funny. it's funny. I'm like I can still remember. Well. No, I like I rem- well, I do remember this. I remember in eighth grade we had this like, what would you be doing in like 20 years? Mm-hmm. And I think it was something. It was something along the lines of like acting or something like something in entertainment. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was an entertainment type thing. And um, I just remember that like, like vaguely remember that. But if we transition between like 18, at one point um, I remember sitting with my mom at uh, in Bethel park, sitting out at the table. I wanted to be, I actually wanted to go into the um, police force. And I wanted cause I wanted to work for the FBI. I oh, always wow. thought that that would be such a great job to be able to do and be able to just um, be a protector of people. I've always loved that. And I admire, I mean, still to this day, if, if like, if I, you know, if it wasn't in ministry, I probably would have gone that route where I just love, I respect that so much that someone gives their life to protect other people. And so in my mind, that's what I wanted to do. And I always like cops. I watch, I think I have seen every episode of cops probably inside and out. Like even from a young age when it was on Fox yep. and they'd have like two, two, two hours, like back to back, watch all of them on Saturday nights all the time. Um, but I, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to be, uh, you know, I wanted to be in the police force and be a police officer transition to work for the FBI after that. Wow. That's crazy. That's awesome. And Isn't then that, end up on like CSI or something. Like yeah, that. something that, crazy. That's like the that. combination of the two: the yeah. FBI job and becoming an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. But that's but that was my passion. That's what I wanted to do. It was like something that um, I remember my mom and I just going through the application of everything, and um, it was it was crazy. I always thought you were Seth Rollins. I thought you were going to be a wrestler. <laughs> well, right I, I, I got a, I got a lot more time at the gym. I need to invest if I'm going to be like Seth Rollins. <laughs> I mean, he, he definitely is my favorite. But man, there's a lot of work you got to put yeah. in for that. But isn't that I I, I find that one crazy because you think back to what you wanted to be when you were 14 and like when you were a kid and you didn't have any roles laid down. Yeah, man. Like what what am I going to do with the rest of my life? And it's so impossible to think of at that age. But if uh, the point of that thing is because whenever I did that and you and you bring those four together, the idea is if you bring you find you sit down like work on those four and then bring the ideas all together, then that's like your true passion job. Yeah, yeah. like that'd be the perfect mixture of a career and a passion mixed into one. Yeah. And, yeah. and the weird thing is, is I I still will have questions like, what do I want to be when I grow up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I still struggle with that, and it's like, wait, Scott, you're 
doing things. Oh, no. already. It's like, and I am growing. I got, and I yeah. am a grown up. Like, what am I doing? But I'm a grown man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm doing this. It's man. like, man, is this? And this might be bad to say, but it's like, I see what I see my role as helping people, but the the areas that I'm doing that might change. Yeah, you know, and I think that's why that's another reason why Love Local I think came to be. It's because mm-hmm. I can help my clients through through visual element media, but to help other people, I need another outlet. So, so there may be additional transitions coming in my life that I just don't know about yet yeah. or that are in the midst of being worked out. Um, but, but the main thing is I don't think that will ever change is I'm going to be helping people. Absolutely. I'm going to be yeah. investing in people. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. I like it. Well, guys, thank you very much. If there's anything else you want to throw in before we wrap this up, please do. I don't know if you have anything that you nah, want. I thought, I thought it was great. Yeah, I'm spent. Yeah, man. He's going to go take a nap. <laughs> gonna go take a I'm going to lay on the floor over here. <laughs> if anybody ever walk in here, it'd be hilarious. That would be like, crazy. All like, the lights uh, are off, uh, and I'm just laying on the floor. Is Especially Rob, if you like, fell asleep. Yeah, is, is Rob okay? Like, yeah. I have done that a couple times. <laughs> falling asleep on the floor. Yeah, oh, that was nice. In. Um, so I guess if people want to find you guys, uh, social media wise, give them some handles where they can go. I'm not going to say them because I'll screw them up. Yeah, you can you can follow Love Local. Just uh, search Love Local PA. Um, that's our handle on all of our social media uh, or lovelocalpa.com. And then for us, it's Refuge Youth Network, and you just got to search that, and it'll pop up. I mean, that is definitely our, that's our handle on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. Um, and you could follow us on there. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Uh, once again, you've been on several times. It's awesome to get us all three in the studio. We got to do it again sometime. Yeah, yeah this was, was good. Yeah, it was great. This was good. That'd be awesome. All right. You know what, fellas? I say we all just get out of here and head down to the Clay Cup because I want to continue this conversation, have some coffee, have some tea, and have some creativity. And I don't think we even mentioned during this podcast, guys, that we were drinking coffee this whole time. That was courtesy of the Clay Cup. So we're just tying sponsors in to the show. That's how we roll here on Rob Z Radio. Thank you, Zebras, for listening. Make sure you check out the Clay Cup if you're in the Altoona, Pennsylvania area at the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram. Sarah Vogel's amazing at what she's done. Uh, what she does there, she's been on the podcast many times, and you can check her out on social media if you've never been to find out how amazing she is at what she does. Uh, shout out to Juice, that's J-O-O-S, Juice, 517 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg, Facebook and Instagram, at The Juice Bar, cold-pressed juice and smoothies, smoothie bowls, bone broth, uh, hot soups, raw vegan baked goods, tons of stuff. You don't need to be a vegan to go there and enjoy what she's got. Uh, it would, it'll turn your body around. It'll turn your health around. Uh, turn your insides out. <laughs> Is that good? That place will turn your insides out. That doesn't sound good. But I meant I meant it in a really good way. Like, she'll make you super healthy with the foods and the drinks and the, uh, the things she has to serve you. Plus, she's a wealth of information when it comes to nutrition. And also to trade secrets, 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. Secrets and trade on Facebook. Trade Secrets underscore skincare on Instagram. They create all their products in-house, body lotions, whipped body butters, lip balms, all-natural deodorants, uh, bath bombs. Kids love bath bombs. My son goes nuts. She makes incredible Hulk bath bombs. You drop that bad boy in the tub, it's like Hulk peed all over your tub. It's just green everywhere. (laughs) Was that a good advertisement? Ah, Damn, I don't know. We're going with it, though. Trade Secrets. I love what Steph and her husband Andy do, so check them out. And thank you, Zebras, for checking out what I do. I'll talk to everybody next time. Nothing but love and peace. Peace. That's brutal.